Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark. You know, with me is my co-host, the romantic Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello, Mark. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Brian, what what would be your ideal romantic date? Like, if your wife comes up to you and goes, Brian, what is your romantic date night? Let's do it. Uh, we're in our mid-30s with four children. Those Those days are over. Days are over. Welcome, everyone, to UWF on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. On the last episode, Brian and I united to revisit a rewind episode of Horror Flicks just in time for Halloween. Woo. On this week's episode, Brian and I unite to discuss Halloween episodes plus Werewolf by Night in color. Now grab some trick-or-treat candy as UWF starts now. All right, let's do this one last time. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Football is life. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. X never, ever marks this spot. Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? This is the way. Avengers! Assemble. Ah, oh, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fans. Thank you all for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Follow UWF on Facebook, Instagram, and X Twitter to have more fun with us. Brian, are you ready for Halloween? I'm ready for Halloween to be over. Uh, secret Whoa. between the two of us. My Christmas tree's already out of its box. Um, secret... I I have uh, asked several times if we could put the tree up November 1st. <laughs> um, I, I was told no, it has to be after Thanksgiving. But That's a long uh, time. That's a very yeah. long time. I've already seen, let's see, I've already seen Disney commercials for Christmas. Um, I know a couple of radio stations. Yeah, every once in a while I'll put on a radio station has already offered or advertised that they're going to have like Oh my god! I think it was like a month and a half of nothing but Christmas songs. So Christmas is making its way. Yeah, it's getting close. The mint M and M's for Christmas have still not hit Walmart or anywhere else yet, but I'm keeping my eyes out. Brian, I have uh, last week. I bought my first bottle of eggnog. That's where I'm at. I I never buy eggnog. I did see some eggnog the other day though. But why do we get eggnog and not mint M and M's? Come on. I know. I know. What's up with the world? So. Is your house not decorated for Halloween? Question mark. Our house is never decorated for Halloween. There's a few of those like sticky gel things in the window, but that is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking? Are as a parent? Are you taking your kiddos trick or treating? Um, I've heard of the whole like trunk or treating. Is that a thing for you? Yeah, my my family did a trunk or treat this past weekend. I was working, so I wasn't able to attend. They did a trunk or treat last weekend. We'll go trick or treating on Halloween night. Um. But my kids take up a lot of room now because my oldest is like an adult sized costume and he's a fall guy. So he's like that little blue pill thing that looks kind of like Baymax and he's like massive. So it takes a lot of effort for us to do trick or treating now. Oh, all right. All right. Well, a popular costume every year, not just this year, is Spider Man. And uh, Brian, take it away. Let us know what you think of Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation. Don't fall off that segue. Um, 
Spider-Man 2 PlayStation 5, it dropped on Friday. I've had a chance to play it just for a little bit. I think I'm only like two, maybe three hours in. I'm about 12%. The opening scene had a villain in it that they didn't even advertise. We expected that villain to make an appearance, but not that quickly. Um, and a lot of the game is built around kind of figuring that out. I don't want to spoil the villain, but the visuals are absolutely incredible. The way this entire game is thought out of really Spider-Man 1 and the Miles Morales game being pretty essential viewing, for lack of a better term, because they're building off of those stories so well. But the way you jump between Miles and Peter, I still haven't gotten to the part where Venom is even introduced yet. But it's just really, really compelling storytelling with a character that we all love so much. So it's uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm hoping we get Gwen Stacy at some point, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, I've I've been hearing rumblings of like Sandman, Craven, Black Cat. Um, so it sounds like a pretty great game. Sandman. Oh, man, I bet that looks beautiful in the game. Has there... I don't really think there's been an ugly Spider-Man game. I didn't spoil the I didn't spoil the villain and then you came out and said Sandman. Oh, I mean there's video oh god, I'm sorry out there. Yeah, I know there's videos yeah, already there's out videos there, but then again. Over. They just didn't market Sandman. They marketed Craven as like the number one big guy. And Norman Osborne's floating around, I have to assume Green Goblin at some point. Okay. 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 Um, but uh, I mean, it, was it a spoiler to mention Black Cat? I don't know. No, was she it? was in she was in the first game too. So that one's oh, not, okay. that one's Ooh. not too surprising. Right. Uh, do you have a favorite between Spider Man One and Spider Man Miles Morales? Oh, Spider Man. Well, I mean, Sp Spider Man Miles Morales really was just a repurposed version of the first game. It was the same map. It was the same, and that's why it oh, sold. Oh, like, Yeah, it's why it sold for like half the price um, oh. because it was building off of the same map and everything else. But this one, the map is double the size of the first one. You can go out to Coney Island. You can ride the roller coaster. Uh, I rode a bicycle and shot hoops, um, which Ooh. was also, I mean, it's kind of goofy. There's really no point to it other than it's just kind of letting you play the story a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, Spider-Man 1, it tells such a good story with so many villains that we don't know that well. Um, right. And I'm excited to get to know Craven a lot better through this game as well. So I'm I'm excited. They they do a really really good job building out the villains, especially. As, as Brian is aware, I'm a little behind on my video games. I apologize. So I'm glad we have Brian. Uh, my most like the highest of my interactions with the Spider-Man Miles Morales game is that I tried really hard to buy a pair of his Adidas shoes. That was that was the closest I got to the game. They're not Adidas. They're Michael Jordan. They're Jordan ones. Are there Jordan ones in the game? Yeah. Well, Adidas came out with something for them. Uh, yeah, Adidas did. Yeah, that's true. They did a collab with Donovan Don't Mitchell. Don't you come at me like that? No, they did a collaboration with Donovan Mitchell. I've got that pair. I've got the. I've got the issue ones. So you think this game is definitely an easy contender for game of the year and a lot of people's favorite? It's really good. It's really well thought out. They took their time, and it's already showing. There hasn't been a lot of glitches or anything. It's really well done. Are you excited for their Wolverine? Yeah, I am. I'm hoping they're building out some sort of cinematic universe or video game universe through these games. Like Insomniac has the Wolverine game as well. They're talking kind of end of 24, so about a year or more from now. 
Um, I'm not, I don't love the character of Wolverine, but I think the game would be really compelling. Mm-hmm. Is there some, is there a Marvel character you would like them to take on? Honestly, I'm going to take the low hanging fruit. I think Iron Man would be the easiest one to do. I think, uh, an Iron Man game would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how you would do it, but I would love a fantastic four and or silver surfer type game in that, in that format. I I was going to say, I would love for them to take on the, the Marvel's storyline that saw a lot of fantastic four silver surfer and uh, Galactus. I would love to see them tackle that. I think they could since Marvel studios is trying to figure out what to do with those characters, but I digress. A uh, little peek behind the can, can candle candle in the wind a little peek behind the curtain uh whenever brian and i are doing the episodes we always look for news to do for you guys in mark and brian's world news this week as we were looking at the world news we discovered on the day of this recording it's a lot of uh people's birthdays so we're gonna get to it and we were talking about spider-man Brian, today of this recording, it's Sam Raimi's birthday. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. He directed the trilogy as well as another Marvel movie. Are you a fan of his? 50%. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, and not Spider-Man 3 or Doctor Verse or Doctor Verse. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I wish he had not touched that film. Uh, it's almost Halloween, so his horror flick, yeah, I'm not going to talk about Evil Dead, I'm going to talk about another one, Drag Me to Hell, check it out, um, it's actually a pretty good scary flick, if you're in a romantic mood, because it is romantic, Brian, check out For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner, it's a baseball movie directed by Sam Raimi, so, yep, I don't think I knew Sam Raimi did For the Love of the Game, I like that movie. Yeah, right. John C. Riley, young John C. Riley. Oh yeah. Um, also today's birthday is a lot of people's favorite Canadian, the Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool himself, or as I know him as Green Lantern himself. Happy birthday to him, Brian. Do you have a, a Rushmore of Ryan Reynolds movies? Oh geez. Uh I, know, I feel like we've done this before. We probably have. I like Free yeah. Guy. I like Free Guy a lot, honestly. Uh just for, just friends would be on there. Yep, just uh, friends. I'm gonna count the character of Deadpool in general, um, because I honestly think my favorite role of Deadpool was when he was doing the Once Upon a Deadpool. Deadpool when he was reading the book to Fred Savage. Um, in news of Deadpool, uh, because of the ongoing SAG after a strike, Deadpool has been delayed indefinitely, which is a gigantic bummer. So it is no longer coming out in May, which is not a surprise with how long the strike has gone. Uh, I'm looking for a fourth Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh, I'm going the proposal. That's on my list. I thought you might go the proposal. I like the the proposal. Um, Hal Jordan in Green Lantern. I like it. I don't like it. There, there's an extended cut of it that kind of improves a little bit, but yeah. It was his start of his love story with Blake Lively. I know it's cute. Can I go welcome to Wrexham as his fourth project? That he's in it. Yeah. That's fine. I'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, that show is so good. Uh, next up, we have Amelia Clark. Uh, yes, Brian luckily saved me before the recording because I accidentally said Amelia Clarkie, and Brian would have done. 
Who? I wasn't going to call you out, man. No, no, no. I own it. I own it. At some point, we're going to do a live recording, so I don't want the fans to be surprised when we do. So, Emilio, she did, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, uh, Secret of Invasion. Brian, your thoughts on her Star Wars movie, Solo? I, all I think of Amelia Clark now, I met her at San Antonio Comic-Con in July, like the week after she supposedly died in Secret Invasion, and she couldn't, like she, she the, the strike hadn't started yet, so I said, are you dead? And she said, I can't tell you. Uh, but... <laughs> Then, Jeez, she, Brian. then she comes back to life and she's got like a little baby Drax arm and they kind of maybe her character should have stayed dead. Um, yeah. Khaleesi. What, what did you? Want? Oh, Kira. Yes. I want Solo to continue. I want the Lando series to pick up where Solo left off and get more of Amelia Clark in the Star Wars universe. I think Solo was ahead of its time. I think had it come out now with Mando. And some of our more recent adventures, I think Solo would have been better received. Um, shout out to her Christmas flick, Last Christmas. If you're looking for the kind of, you know, like a, a heartwarming Christmas movie, check her out in Last Christmas. But I'm sorry to say Secret Invasion is my least favorite uh, Marvel MCU project. I don't think you have to be sorry. I don't. Well, it's not her fault. No, but, it's, not, yeah. it's not her fault. It's not her fault at all. No. Uh I, I'm I'm more upset that that's the role they gave this wonderful actress. Um, you know, she already had to try to carry the mantle of Sarah Connor in a Terminator reboot that did not go well. Um, yeah, so she's been through enough. She'll always so. be Khaleesi to most people, so it works out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Last up for happy birthdays, we got Ang Lee, director. Uh, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He won for Life of Pi. He did do a Marvel movie, The Hulk, with Eric Bana. Uh, Brian, did you did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that one. Of course, I saw that one. It it has some good parts to it. Does it? I I I will say it has some good parts to it. Um, I I will also say his Will Smith movie, Gemini Man, is underrated. It's a good action flick. And the score is good in it. So check out Gemini Man if you haven't. But yeah. Sam Raimi, Ryan Reynolds, Amelia Clark, Ang Lee. Happy birthday from United We Fan, if you would like to guest host. <laughs> Apparently, Brian's already met one of you. Um, we would love to have you on. No problem. Does doing Just a photo it... does doing a photo op at Comic Con count as meeting somebody? I suppose it does. Like I got to have a small conversation with her. So I mean, I suppose that's fair. It was her. Yeah. And, it was her and Kit Harrington together, though. So it was Amelia. It was Khaleesi and Jon Snow together. It was a cool. Ooh. It was a cool moment. I I would definitely say it's meeting them now. If you saw her on the other side of the street in New York, now you can't say, "Oh, I met her." No, you didn't. You were on the other side of the street. Amelia. So. <laughs> Emilio. And he was all like, Emilio. Man. Night at the Roxbury. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Don't stop your head from bobbing to the left. Let's listen to this ad and keep on going. Hey guys, Diz Life Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip & Company. 
Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Well, on this episode, Brian and I are going to be discussing some of our favorite television Halloween episodes. Brian, take it away. So we talked about doing this. We, for the most part, just chose comedy television sitcoms for them that we're going to talk about. But there's news in the Marvel world to an extent. We talked about it already. Werewolf by Night being released in color this past week. So what can you watch to get you in the Halloween mood? Figured we'd start with Werewolf by Night in color. Mark, you talked about on Diz Life Podcast this past week that you absolutely love Werewolf by Night. You would even consider throwing it in your top five of Marvel projects altogether, which is high, high praise. If you could only watch Werewolf by Night once, are you choosing the in-color version or the black and white version? Uh, I'm going to go personal favorite, black and white. I just, I loved it. I think it was more impactful, but I am glad they gave it this color edition. There were parts that were beautiful. Um, I think it's a way to get more people to watch it. But yeah, I mean, even when the, the special presentation comes up with the bright colors, and then you also get the intro with Michael Giacchino's music and the cloth. Brian, I, need, I have a hot take. It's Feeling about it. Yeah. So for this one, you know, we saw the long Marvel intro and it's starting to feel long. I remember when I used to see in theaters like, oh, my God, we're getting loaded up, powered, I'm excited. Um, with this one, you get the music, you get the claw effects and the sound effects. It sounds great. Brian, my hot take is I don't want the Marvel movie long intro for every show. Now, for Loki, the recent episode, they added some funding music to it. I was OK with that. But I, I think Disney Plus shows need a new, a different kind of intro. It's, it's, yeah, it doesn't get me pumped anymore on Disney Plus. I would be fine with them giving it a new intro. I don't want it to go away altogether. I wouldn't, I no. wouldn't be opposed to them playing it just in the first episode. But then yes. all the more reason you feel like you're going to be just calling these a six part movie broken up into or a, a six hour movie broken Ooh. up into six parts. So yeah, that's where I can see kind of the I think it was it Secret Invasion that did shorten it most of yes. the time. So, yeah, um, but they made up for it on the back end with Secret Invasion with that seven hour and 14 minute AI generated intro that they did. Every week. Yeah. So, uh, I mean. I, I, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I thought that the old-timey piano this past week in Loki was actually really, really fun. Um, but I can see where you're coming from. I would like it to differentiate itself from the movies. That'd be okay with me. So if they came up with a Disney Plus intro and then keeping it for the movie intro, I'd be fine with that. And we, we just recently talked to Mark, our friend from Chip and & Company and his life. Um, 
about the Star Wars intros. I like that one, the little short one where the droids or the characters change with the lightsaber colors. Yeah, Mark not liking that one was was surprising to me. I like that one a lot. I think that works and it differentiates itself between the cinematic universe of Star Wars versus the Disney Plus stuff. Very much so. I mean, that's my hot take. Brian, you feeling spicy about anything? Not particularly. I'm doing all right. Something. We'll find, yeah, we'll we'll find something at some point, I'm sure. But I uh, like I'm with you. I think I prefer the black and white werewolf by night. There was a few things that I was like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. Like I thought with going in color, they might actually scale back on the blood and the gore. They absolutely no. did not. It was all. No. It was very much still the same. Still the same film. I will say that especially at the very beginning, the the audio matches a black and white it does not match the color that we were seeing and then throughout the film it's got like that old like film imperfections and stuff like little bubbles on the screen stuff like that that doesn't work quite as near near as well as it does in black and white so um, if I could only watch one I would watch it in black and white but am I happy that they both exist was it a good reason for me to revisit this film especially at this time of year Absolutely. I, I think Werewolf by Night is an absolute masterpiece. And I wish that the Director by Night documentary was more about the filmmaking process and not about Michael Giacchino himself. I I was the opposite. Being the film nerd, um, seeing how much of a nerd he was, I actually love him a lot more. But I wish there was a part two that was about the making of it. Um, I agree with you there. Um I guess for me, it came down to the transformation scene the in very black and end. white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in black and white, it was actually kind of horrifying and scary, especially even the scene where, you know, spoiler alert, he's kind of ripping everyone apart in the tunnel there in black and white, scarier. Um, in color, not, not, not as scary or impactful, I feel like. The blood but splatters on the camera. I forgot about that. That was, that's I, still. I did too. The color helped that. Yeah. So um, it's sitting at a 7.1 on IMDb. You know, I like throwing that out there. I definitely would put it in my top five of Marvel projects that I enjoy. It's it's there. It's been there since it came out. So I easily put easily put it there. I have I, I my opinion of that has not changed in the last year. I I'm very glad. Like I said, hopefully more people watch it because I think it's fun and long live Dr. Ted man thing. Salas. I think it's a missed opportunity that Marvel hasn't done more special presentations like that. Uh, rumors are that that's where they're headed. Um, especially something like Nova, um, or, uh, I mean, they did guardians. I mean, this was the first of its kind, but then they did the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Like, yeah, give them a little time. And I think we're going to actually get more and more of them. Okay. Okay. I think that's all I have on Werewolf by Night. So let's talk about some comedy television. Woo! Actually, We're no, no, no. before we do that, for Halloween for you. Before we do that, Mark on Disney Plus, there is a new Halloween typey series called mm. Goosebumps. I have yeah. not dived into this show. Dove, dove into this show. Del- delved. Swam into the show. Swam. <laughs> swimmed. Uh, I have not done any of that with this cannonball into the show, Brian. Have you watched Goosebumps and is it worth watching? All right. So here we go. Have I read (laughs) the books? Like a no. Yes. I've read the books. I, (laughs) I know, I know I read the books. Uh, I read fear street, RL Stein, 
Um, I think I enjoy him more than Stephen King. Is that a hot take? How many um, different Goosebumps books are there? There's a lot. Guy in the chair, look that up while I'm talking. Um, I even watched the original 90s show. My favorite Goosebump one is The Phantom of the Auditorium. Um, I saw the the Fear Street series, miniseries, uh, limited series on Netflix. I saw the two live action films. All right. There's only 62 Goosebumps books. That's less Man, than you gotta, I thought. Look up the Fear Street as well. Okay. Um, and then came this show. When it was announced, I was excited. Justin Long, I said, all right, they're going to actually you know, put some thought into this. And it was okay. I felt like I was watching a ABC Family series, possibly CW series. Um, I, I found myself kind of bored or just feeling like I had seen this kind of stuff before. It picks up towards the end of this series, but overall, meh. I give it an average rating. It shouldn't be over yet, right? There's 51 Fear Street books. Um, but I think when they did, yeah, Goosebumps isn't quite over yet. So don't give up oh. on it just yet. They dropped the first five episodes on October 13th. Then they're going one at a time. So it's not going to end until November 17th. So you're not done yet. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. Then the initial initial drop where I am right now, um, it's trending upwards, but I, I need them to... Find a way to have it stand out a little bit more. It is also trending upwards on IMDb. 6.5, 7.2, 7.3, 7.5, 7.9. So it's going up. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an improvement over some other Disney Plus shows I've seen. So we're getting there. Let's talk some sitcoms, Mark. Yeah. We're going to laugh it up. Brian and I have done enough Halloween episodes on Spooky Scary with Piano Rob and Halloween Horror Nights as well as some of our favorite uh, horror movie rewind episode and then a rewind episode about the Simpsons. So for all those Simpsons fans out there, we're not forgetting the Simpsons, the Treehouse of horror um, Simpsons. Halloween is a staple of Halloween. We, we did a whole episode of it with our special guest host, Chris. So check that out. We're going to lighten some things up for those who are not feeling too spooky on Halloween. And Brian, do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, let's start with yours first. All right. I'm going to start with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. On IMDb. Nine-Nine! Sorry, I was a little Thanks, bud. That's okay. On IMDb, it's sitting with a rating of, Brian, play it. 8.4. No, 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 no. Play the sound clip with a rating Nine. of. Nine-Nine! Oh, sorry, Terry. It's a 9.4. You were close, though, buddy. Um, this episode is very highly rated. Season 5, Episode 4. I did not pick up what you were laying down for that. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. Every marriage has well, its pipe, issues. But then I handled it. You sure did, buddy. Um, the cold open, I think, is one of the best. Halloween. <laughs> it's heist time. Thought you could get a head start on heist prep? Good luck. I'm already dressed. Well, I'm also dressed. And I made breakfast. Wait, where are my eggs? In my belly. Ah! Now get a move on. 
It's heist time. I love Halloween. That was a great cold opening. You have the championship cummerbund. I <laughs> no, it's a belt. A belt. What kind of belt would fit through that? Like this wouldn't fit through any loops. So Captain Holt once again just knocking it out. Um, I enjoy when. For some reason, Jake and Captain Holt have to rip off each other's shirts for a gotcha moment. And it's not there. Um, Brian, is it hook, line, and sphincter or <laughs> hook, line, and or sinker? Oh, <laughs> uh, I love fake Charles. I love fake Charles so much. Uh, yeah, hook, line, and sphincter when he goes, yeah, you got to put the hook through there when you're fishing. Yeah, very funny. Um, this episode, this is probably the best heist episode by by a lot this was the point where where chelsea peretti had left the show as well like for uh i think this this time it was maternity leave she hadn't officially left the show yet but the way they incorporate gina as the previous year's winner as the uh world's best detective slash genius um (laughs) just everything they pull they pull into this show hitchcock and scully have no brains uh they put all the GPS trackers in Terry's yogurt because Terry Aww. loves Terry loves the yogurt. Uh, yeah, just this episode is everything, and that's a lot of what we're going to talk about here. Is they're not all like super Halloween focused, but it's a good excuse to get back into one of your favorite shows of all time with some of their best episodes they've ever had. Yes, and I mean, you brought it up, Fake Charles, Bill, and Charles. I I always think it's funny when we get those two, but then. Sadly, we're introduced to Bill being part of Nutriboom. Um, we get a really funny episode about that. Um, <laughs> I will double how much Charles has done. Eight grand? He gave you $4,000? Oh, God. <laughs> you also need to sign this affidavit that says you just recently <laughs> saw his wife and she is alive and happy. <laughs> Brian, in in the episode, we were introduced to a uh, team name. It, it could be a good name maybe for a fantasy football team or like if you and I ever do a, an escape room, the tramps. No, I don't think it's going to work. Nope. No, it has to be a Charles team for that to work. Yeah. Um, of course we get the lovable cheddar and not any common dog. Good boy, cheddar. Bring me that karma box. Wait a minute. This isn't the championship cummerbund. This is some common cummerbund. You're not Cheddar. This is some common bitch. Uh, Brian, they talk, they have uh, people dressed as the Handmaid's Tale characters. Have you seen the Handmaid's Tale? I never could get into it. I think I watched maybe the first episode. It's a little too terrifying for me. Real world terrifying. Yeah, Yeah, I think I did one episode, um, but that was still a funny bit. And then... Uh, Brian, we, it's okay to spoil things, right? We're past the spoil expiration date. Statute okay. of limitations uh, is up. It ends on Halloween with a proposal. Jake and Amy, she says yes. So, And Captain Holt made sure that the winner didn't actually count. So I guess no worries. Um, but yeah, Jake and Amy say I do. It's got one of the best ones with just uh, Boyle's entire infatuation with Jake and and his obsession with the relationship that he has with Amy and he's like I hear wedding bells when they jump into their past <laughs> like it's one of the funniest ones I just Charles is so uncomfortable and I love him so much 
Charles, that actually set us back a couple of years. <laughs> so, yeah. yep, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Season 5, Episode 4, Halloween Heist. Highly recommend it for this holiday, or holiday, Halloween season. Halloween Heist 5. If you want to get into all of them, there's Halloween Heists all over the place for that show. Yep, that, that was actually a good way for them to even end the show. Yes, that's right. I forgot that's how the show ended. You're correct. Yeah. Nice work. All right. Uh, let's go to my... Do you want to go s- more comedy or more not comedy? You know, let's 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 get non-comedy. Let's get that out of the way. That way we can have fun. You know me. You know my obsession with WandaVision. And we're going to absolutely talk about the Halloween episode of WandaVision, which is episode six, the all-new Halloween spooktacular. This is where, within the construct of the show, Billy and Tommy grow up. Everything starts to go off the rails. Vision called out Wanda the episode before for there being no children in town. Now there's children all over the place. Um, just So the way that this fits into the show makes perfect sense. But just from a Halloween spirit episode, we get all the throwback costumes to Billy's costume is Wiccan. Uh, Tommy's costume is Speed, straight out of the comic books. Quicksilver's costume is right out of the comic books. Wanda and Vision's uh, costumes coming right out of the comic books. So it's a lot of fun. It's honestly my least favorite of the theme songs that we got in WandaVision. I wasn't a big Malcolm in the Middle fan, so um, just I, I just think about this show and when I watched it and in context how much I loved it, but it's just, it's like Halloween as a kid, man. Uncle, Uncle Quicksilver is going to cause a bunch of problems smashing pumpkins and getting all the candy you possibly can. I was kind of hoping you were going to talk about the intro. That's like one of the few notes I had on it. Um, yeah, it was one of my least favorite intros. Back in the middle, I enjoyed earlier in the seasons, but um, this episode was, you know, nice. We got to see the the vintage comic book costumes, like you said. Um, but it's pretty but, it's pretty Halloween focused. So if you wanna if you wanna yeah. just go through and kind of get yourself in the Halloween mood and just remind yourself how wonderful this show is, I would recommend doing it. I I think it actually kind of did a little bit of the opposite for me. It didn't make me want to revisit the show yet. I was like, all right, I'm good with that one episode. But I'm glad all of you listeners enjoy it and are usually on the Brian side and disagree with me because you've given it that show or that episode an 8.7, which is very high. So I'm glad you enjoy this show. Show's an absolute masterpiece. And they're showing The Incredibles at the town thing and that's when it ends with her stopping time and pushing the the barrier out oh i love that show yeah i cannot wait to watch wandavision again maybe i'll do it soon do it all right next up brian i've got to talk about modern family (laughs) i love that show i just did a rewatch it has moved into my top five favorite shows of all time. It makes me laugh every time. I'm going to go to season two, episode six, 
sitting at an 8.4 on IMDb. So, you know, very highly thought of. Uh, Brian, they bring their kids into turning the house into a scare house. Is that beneath you? Would you bring your kids if you said, hey, one year I want to do a scare house? Would you bring your kids into it? They would refuse to participate. My kids are definitely my kids where nobody really cares that much about Halloween. And my kids are, what's the polite way to say this? Scaredy cats. Mm. All right. So your house decorations, we already went over that. No kiddos helping you out. So you are you a, like maybe a lawn ornament kind of guy? Are you going to throw some stuff on the lawn? No, I kind of no. want. That. I want. I want that talking pumpkin at Target though that I've seen online. Yeah, that's pretty good. What's his well, name? In, I don't remember. But in this episode, Mitchell dresses up as Spider Man. He just started a new company, and like he tear, here's two, two coworkers saying. Yeah, everyone dresses up for Halloween. You should do it. We're we're gonna be dressing up. Oh, okay. Mitchell not wanting to be left out as the new guy, wanting to fit in, shows up in comic book vintage Spider Man. His name was Lewis. I am not a jack o' lantern. My name is Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. That's what a name. not scary name, but what a nice name. Um so Mitchell gets there, parks the car, sees nobody is dressed up except for those two guys he talked to and everyone else is making fun of them. Mitchell does not want to, realizes he forgot the clothes in the back seat, puts them on, but now he's like kind of muscular and making squeaky noises, has to go to meetings. And here's my one thing about Mitchell in this. You can, every episode, he does something bumbly, if we need something to move the plot along or him to get into a problem, hey, just have him drop something or fumble something. It gets irritating as the show goes on, but I digress. He um, messes up his clothes, gets to do some Spider-Man stuff. But Brian, do you wish your job would have a, a costume type day at work? I wonder if I could. Maybe I could show up as Spider-Man. Uh do I wish that? Not particularly. Yeah. Maybe like wear, wear spooky socks or a spooky tie. Brian, everyone listening, used to wear really great ties at work when I worked with him. Brian had a great tie game. I don't have to wear ties anymore, so that works out okay. Again, I'm just trying. I'm just working to get through October 31st because when November 1st comes around, it's Christmas time. Yeah. So check out Modern Family. It's got some really good laughs, especially Cam, who's dealing with his childhood um, memories of not being so well. Um, but yeah, Modern Family, love the show. Halloween episodes are always good. Is this 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 episode is the birth of that skeleton jumping out of the coffin and scaring Phil that they do for the next like ten years, right? Yes, poor Phil. <laughs> yeah, I love Phil. Phil's entire like. Just he's deathly afraid that Claire's gonna just leave him because the next door neighbor got left and he's just trying to fix he's like, Was it out of the blue? No, no, you could have seen this coming, right? Like it's so funny that <laughs> Phil's always worried about getting left. It makes me laugh so much. I almost did a different Halloween episode. It's when Phil uh has a house on the market that no one's moved in, but he set up a long game storyline so that he could scare Claire and it working, <laughs> but it backfires on him because now she's like, Oh, the game is on. No, wait, what? No, the, we're even now. No, we're not. This is going to be a thing. Now every year we're going to scare each other. 
no, that was actually kind of a scary episode. So yeah, because because modern- two people come to look at the house. And yes. Yeah. So he's trying to like hide Claire from them the entire time. <laughs> I love Phil. Oh, he's the best. One of Phil's philosophies is to never skip the commercials. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment homes, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor will introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Head over to CelebratingFlorida.com and start living your magical life today. He's the absolute best. Well, let's talk about one. This is what I really mean when the show maybe just is set around Halloween and isn't super specific to Halloween. The Office, season two, episode five. I think it's just entitled Halloween. And Michael has a paper mache head and Dwight is dressed up like Emperor Palpatine. And this is the one where most people remember where Creed is getting fired by Michael talks Michael into firing Devin instead, but three hole punch Jim, but Dwight uh, talking to Michael and then the paper mache head whispering to Michael. And someone left off that list. Who Who was he saying? (gasps) You're right. I didn't even think of him. No, Michael. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. No, not me. I could not Dwight. I'm not saying that's what he said. I know that's what he said. What? Tell him not Dwight. That is not a very nice thing to say about him. Tell him to stop. Are you kidding? Quiet, you. I agree, he'd land on his feet. Make him be quiet. I I did also enjoy that they submitted Dwight's resume and application, but it was missing his martial arts experience. Apparently the employer didn't think that was needed. Uh, Dwight disagreed heavily. <laughs> and then he comes in and tries to leverage the offer for more money where he's going to go to the place that uh, that pays for loyalty the most. Um, but he uh, he's like, he goes, I didn't actually like meet it. And Michael's like, call him back. See if you can get the job back. It makes me laugh so much. I also did realize watching this show, it is season two, that <laughs> there are some jokes early in this episode that it was a different little time. bit yeah it was different times it was different times <laughs> but i mean it is sitting at a 7.9 so people you know the show is good people really like it people really like this episode um brian did you have a favorite costume from it was it three hole punch jim um yeah, side note, Dwight saying that his lightsaber was like $140. It's like, oh uh, yeah, you got a little ripped off there, Dwight. Um, the best costume in that particular episode, 
I don't know. I love when Jim impersonates Michael too, and then he answers the phone, and it's Toby, and Michael's like, "Get out of my desk!" And then Michael like just hangs up the phone on Toby. Um, my favorite. I love. I love two headed Michael. I'm gonna go with two headed Michael. That's my favorite costume in that episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I agree with you. When he said the price of his lightsaber, now having seen the Disney lightsabers and all that, I'm going, mm, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. I, but again, not super Halloween centric, but you can have an excuse to get back into watching The Office. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for me, next up, I'm going to go, who's that girl? Who's that girl? It's New Girl. Season two, episode six, sitting at 7.8. So good rating. Um, I almost went with the Michael Keaton Halloween episode. Oh, that one is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, it's my hero. Yeah. That is Michael Keaton. Right there. Why is he wearing his costume from the movie he did 24 years ago? If he wore the outfit from Clean and Sober, you wouldn't recognize him. I'm the Batman. That's Halloween. Don't overthink it. Well, you saw him. There he is. Let's get out of here. I have to meet him. No, you don't. I have to. Have to. You're, no, a no, 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 no. You're a great kid. You're a great kid. Let me take you out to eat. I want to no. buy you something because you met your hero. Go to an all-night diner. Oh, I have to meet him. He's got to get meet him. It's Michael Keaton. Go get a blitzer, too. Ah. Michael! It's me, Schmidt! See you later, Michael! Take off! We have so much to talk about! Our heroes are never who we want them to be! Oh. <laughs> I thought about going with that one, and then in the last minute, I ended up watching both episodes, and I went with this one, season two, episode six. Um, it's where <laughs> Nick and Schmidt and the whole group are just dealing with their life problems. Like always, I just described every episode. I'm sorry about that. But um, it starts off with the first four seconds of the episode where Nick's making up the bed for their new house guest. And Schmidt goes, what's the linen count on this thing? Like a paper towel. (laughs) I know. Well, and then right after that, you got uh, Nick goes to a college flashback because he's meeting up with a girl. And Nick's Nick's style and hair always changes. But he's there singing a song to her. It is hilarious way to start the show off. And then we get to see Jess dressed up as like a, a zombie professor. But then everyone does their best Woody Allen impression. Brian, I need to know, have you seen a Woody Allen movie? Yeah, for sure, right? Like No. I've definitely I seen a Woody Allen film. No, Again, I don't think you have. For the second time, you- insert Michael Scott talking about Ants versus A Bug's Life. I'm a huge Woody Allen fan. Although I've only seen Ants. But I'll tell you something. What I respect about that man is that when he was going through all of that stuff that came out in the press about how Ants was just a ripoff of A Bug's Life, he stayed true to his films, or at least the film that I saw, which again was Ants. Thing is, I thought Bug's Life was better, much better than Ants. Point is, don't listen to your critics. Listen to your fans. Uh, oh my god! If I don't, well, he didn't direct it, so I'm like, uh, you know what? I would take it. If you've seen Ants, I would take it. I guess I've definitely seen Ants. Um, I've seen Annie Hall, right? He's in that, or did he just write that? He wrote it, directed. Unfortunately, won Best Picture over Star Wars for it. Yeah, I've seen Annie Hall. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, Robbie is in it, still dating CC. He is dressed very confidently as a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> um. 
Schmidt. Schmidt is so mean to Robbie. Think about, I'm a, glad ten, they, think about a 10 year old. He's staring right down the barrel. I know. I'm glad he, him and Schmidt had like a mature conversation. Of course, Schmidt tried to hit Robbie and Robbie just kind of like smacked him on the forehead every time. That was pretty funny. Um, Brian, I need to know, are you in any way like Nick going into a scare house and living your nightmare? Uh, I'm like, you know how much I love horror nights. So maybe not, yeah. any, not anymore. Nick scream and him just yelling. Brian, I need your fashion opinion. Who, like, which, which did Nick wear best? We got, or Schmidt, sorry. Schmidt Lincoln or Schmidt Magic Mike? Which one do you think worked better for Schmidt? I just, I, I love the, the quote of everybody, every American thinks about Abraham Lincoln at least once a day. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Magic Mike Schmidt, man. He pulls it off. Yeah. What is what, what is, is uh, his thighs are bigger than my my body? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what Robbie says. His thighs are bigger than my head. <laughs> For some reason, that's what reminded CC how much she loves him. So, yep. So, new girl, season two, episode six. Lots of good stuff. Um, raining cats and dogs. That costume, though, from Winston's. Well, they broke up. I guess former girlfriend after yeah. the episode. Man, I I just I'm glad they that character wasn't working for me, and her having to explain raining cats and dogs. No, yeah, I, I'm absolutely. not really into the punny costumes. Uh, where you know. does where does Schmidt and CC rank in your uh, favorite couples on that show? On that show or in TV shows? Period. On that particular show, somebody was telling uh, me that they're their favorite couple from that show, and that surprised me. They they are my favorite show or a couple on that show. Interesting. More than Nick and Jess. <sighs> yeah. They man, they their took wedding a while. has a lot more payoff. Yeah. But <laughs> whenever dude, whenever I think of Schmidt and Cece, I just think of Schmidt talking to that, that kid in the daycare. Excuse me. Um have you seen Ruth? Brown hair, smile that would shake the earth, hates peas. A white man broke in today. A white man? No! Well, what does security do about it? Nothing. Typical! Well, you got to remember also, I've said this before. Jess, the main character, the, the title character, um, I, I was okay when she left her a little bit. And I actually think Megan Fox did a great job replacing her. So I was okay that Jess left the show for a little bit. Cece, her character had great development. Fair. Fair. Well, let's talk yeah. about Parks and Rec then. Woo. I wanted to talk about community, but their biggest Halloween episode is a particular one where everybody gets sick by drinking the Kool-Aid and everybody turns into zombies. That episode's really weird. And I know you don't care that much for community. So I decided not you. to do that. And I went with parks and recreation instead. And again, I thought this one actually, the way I remember this one, it had a lot more Halloween tie-ins than it ended up having. But because they have like the Harvest Festival and stuff like that. So it feels like there's a lot more Halloween episodes of Parks and Rec than there was. But in this one, they do the li Donna live tweets the horror film of the Death Canoe. Uh -oh. <laughs> it's the Death Canoe. Get your foot out the water, dumbass. It's Blood Lake. Now, I missed the first three Death Canoe films. Why exactly is it a Death Canoe? 
Does it tip over easily? Read my Twitter feed. I live tweeted the first three this morning in preparation. In the fifth one, the canoe's actually the hero. It's a crazy twist. Oh, right in his face. Sorry about your jaw, son. Chris graduates from Dr. Richard Nygaard's uh, <laughs> uh, his, his program, um, which also really makes me laugh. But this one is all about how loving and caring Ron Swanson is learning to become and the him learning to be a father and the way they portray his relationship with Diane and at the very end when they have to go trick-or-treating. And the guy goes, it's November 8th. And he goes, you have to have candy. These girls didn't get to go. And when he breaks her tiara because the other one's broken, man, like <laughs> that one is so funny. But Andy's relationship with those two girls, but... Ron's relationship with Diane, that's where it gets solidified. And you're like, okay, this is officially going to happen. And then Ben proposes to Leslie at the end. So it's always good. Something with Halloween and proposals, I guess. But it by does. the way, their house, nice. Like that house. Huh? Yeah. Um, Brian, does lasagna and Blade Runner sound like a great night to you? It does to Ben. That's a, that's, that, is a, that is a great night. Okay. I'll take that. Well, are we not going to talk about poor Jerry um, getting a heart attack scared out of him and apparently some flagellants as well? Yeah, he had a fart attack. <laughs> oh, poor Jerry. <laughs> Tom's like, I just want to hear the doctor say he had a fart attack. <laughs> I know. This episode uh, skips around a lot from like what they're doing from like the auction to the, yes. the heart attack. Like it, it's almost like it's three episodes in one, which that show doesn't do a lot of usually there's not like a B story and a C. St well, there's always a B story, but this one had like three 10 minute segments. And definitely when you watch, keep an eye on the death canoe scenes going on in the background. <laughs> there's some random scenes. It's pretty funny. Don Donna saying, yeah. And in the fifth one, the death canoe is a hero, a real twist. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Did but we it, ever find out what, um, I, I forgot Rob Lowe's character's name. Um, Chris Traeger. Do, what was he dressed up as? Who was he dressed up as? He was dressed up as Dr. Richard Nygaard. I, but his, I, I wanted to ask you, like, who's Dr. Richard Nygaard? It's his therapist. Is that his therapist? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I thought that was like his like spiritual health advisor or something like that. I don't no, know. No, no, no. It's okay. his therapist that he visited five days a week and he dressed up like his hero, Dr. Richard Nygaard. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Uh, BS, Parson Rack, always a good time. Did we talk about your last show? We did we all did. three of yours, right? Well, I guess that's it yeah. then. So watch Werewolf by Night. Watch The Office Season 2, Episode 5. Parks and Rec Season 5, Episode 5. And WandaVision, Episode 6. As well as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Season 5, Episode 4. New Girl, Season 2, Episode 6. Modern Family Season 2, Episode 6. A lot in common with these numbers and all the storylines. And Goosebumps, yes. if you're bored. But yeah, we've got you set up, whether it's The Simpsons, whether it's family-friendly and some spooky Halloween movies, whether or not you're still going to Halloween Horror Nights, or if you want to watch some television episodes, we've got you set up for this Halloween Fear not, Brian and I will have you set up for the rest of the year with some laughs and holiday spirits. I see Brian and I are already ready for it. Well, that concludes this episode. We thank you, fellow fans, for uniting with us. For those listeners who want to get in touch with the show, please do so. Brian, let our listeners know how to stay up to date on everything United We Fan. 
You can stay up to date on Instagram at United We Fan Podcast or on Facebook at United We Fan The Podcast. Thank you again, and listen to us wherever you check out your podcast. Till we unite again, fans. Remember, if a kid comes up to you as Rocky, give him candy. If he comes up to you slightly different version of Rocky, it could be Rocky too. Give him candy, okay? And if he comes back even more jacked and it's a different kind of Rocky, that's probably Rocky 3. What I'm getting at is there's different Rockies, okay? Just give them all candy.